0: oh my god am I actually dropping an episode early who am I hi hello how are you and welcome to something about a podcast where we're currently recording the current season of Only Murders in the Building. I have already done seasons one and two, and they're all available wherever you stream your podcasts. Seasons one and two are also available to watch on Hulu. Again, hashtag not sponsored, but like maybe you should be. And what would just be nice would be like transcripts of the show. So I don't have to pain painstakingly take notes of my hand hurt by the end. That would be really cool um and we are on episode four i'm really excited i'm going to do a spoiler alert warning i don't know if i did that last time some people like spoilers some don't i don't care but i want anyone who does want to hear it to know we're just going to dive right in it opens and it is cinda's voice we hear and she states new york it's not exactly famous for self-care in this city, we push, we shove, we occasionally urinate on one another. Kind of gross. We see Mabel and she's walking into an apartment and she's looking around. Um, it's very small and she asks if this is all of it. The realtor responds, yeah, all 460 square feet. I feel like that's the size of my kitchen. Like my kitchen and dining room. Looking at it, that's that seems about right. I could park my car in it. And Cinda continues, but do we spend enough time loving ourselves? Maybe not, but you can create a sanctuary. When I, when I created my sanctuary, um, we see her lighting some candles. It's very beige. I invested in fluffy towels, a fleet of soy candles, and a jade egg that is currently nestled in my privates. Um, I wonder if she's on uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. I wonder if she bought one of those jade eggs, because I think she sold one of those ones, if I remember correctly. Um, We now see Cinda. She is currently blonde, and she is monotonely recording what I assume is a podcast, or maybe it's just like voiceover work for when she comes back. We don't know. It's about creating a safe space Mabel asks the realtor what the rent is, and the realtor tells her it's $4,800 a month. That does not include a utilities or the maintenance fees. Um, she also suggests that she slip a five fiver to the angry guy that sits on the steps if he's out at night. Um, it's a steal, which is wild to think. And this is, I'm sure, wherever you live, we've all heard it like people can get, can pay. Their rent and it's like say two thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. They can pay that every month, but the bank won't approve them to pay a mortgage that could be twelve hundred a month because of credit. Like that's fucked, fucked. I'll say it again, fucked. Last year, when I stepped down from my podcast after a difficult moment with a coworker, or she cusses out Poppy, calls her a fucking bitch um, because she framed her and asks her fellow blonde producer because if you remember cinda likes women that looks like her to edit that part out and she talks about how last year you know she's trying in the last year she's trying to align her dharma and she goes into cancel culture and how she's now cultivated um, her own self-care rituals Uh, We see Mabel looking at the closet and the realtor asks her, will this be like your love nest? Maybe a home office. You know, will you throw dinner parties? You know, suggests ideas on how maybe Mabel might use the space. Um, Cinda, it goes back to Cinda and it suggests that, you know, some people like to walk in the woods. She would take daily mud baths um, using soil from the Pacific Palisades. I don't know. Um, the realtor tells Mabel that there's a lot of heat on this apartment and she'll just need the paperwork and everything. And Mabel's like, I'm I'm pretty sure I have all that. I can I can get that all out for you. And how rituals can become obsessions, Cinda goes on. And at the same time we see Mabel and she gets a text from a random number and she seems like annoyed opening credits. We're now in Charles' apartment and we see Joy. She's in front of a fish tank. And Charles mentions like, wow, that's a lot of fish. And she goes, do you know what the perfect number is? And he guesses, and she's like 62. 61 is not enough. And 63 is far too many. And it'll mess up the pH balance. So 62. Um, She's moved in with Charles. Her shit is everywhere and she asks him if he feels suffocated and he's like no of course not you can see that he feels suffocated Uh, they've known each other for 35 years because she worked on brazos as a makeup person and he he realizes to like get out of it he's like i have to go practice his um patter song and she's like, what's a patter song? And he's like, it's a song given to a person who can't quite sing. It's almost like rapping. I think it's very similar to what, and it sucks, uh, Julie Andrews has to do now. She had that surgery on her vocal cords and they ruined it. So now she has to do like the talkie sing. And it's it's just a shame. And Joy reminisces about how, you know, he might be old, but he used to do Oh, um, tricks on Brazos, and she mentioned how he like rollerbladed backwards doing grapevines, which is where you like tap your feet down really quick. And Charles mentions how like yeah he broke his femur right in half, and everyone was just like shocked by it, and I shuddered at that because I was like, ooh, bone probably came through the, Ugh, gross. Um, Mabel is now with Oliver. In his apartment. And it's a couple minutes before rehearsals start. And they want to talk about the case. And Oliver goes off topic. And he talks about how he's New York's. Most eligible bachelor. And how he is in love. And Oliver's merchandise. Is off the market bra. And Mabel's like no. Like that's the look on her face. She's like no thank you. Charles walks in. And he mentions. That. He and Loretta have never been on a date. And Oliver is workshopping the perfect date because it needs flair. Because he's Oliver Putnam. It needs flair. And if he's going to break his um, no-dating co-workers or actors in his play, it needs to be like perfection. He's thinking lunch at the Russian Tea Room. But uh, Mabel brings it all back together. And you know, suggests maybe they go back to the theater and look in Ben's dressing room to see if there's poison. Kimber is uh, the top suspect currently. Um, Oliver really doesn't want it to be her because um, she can actually sing. And as we saw, Ashley Park has a beautiful singing voice. Uh, She also has 2 million TikTok followers. And... Oliver would rather be the stage manager because they're kind of grumpy and they only have like 12 followers. It would just, it would be more convenient for him, obviously. And Kimber also is the only cast member without her hanky. And maybe Ben took it when she possibly pushed him in the elevator shaft. They weren't dropping it. And Charles just wants some um, Oliver to cut the song and maybe instead of him doing the song, he does like a look and Steve does like a, like a shocked look like, oh, you can't see my face, but I'm making a shock look. Um, Mabel mentions the footage that she watched with um, Taubert and it sounded like he was talking to someone, possibly a torn lover And what if it was Kimber right before he collapsed on stage. And then maybe that's why he apologized to her at Oliver's, um like, opening night after party, almost like the post-funeral reception people have. And maybe they were, like, secretly dating, and that's why it came off like that. And Oliver's like, no, who else um, is dating? And Mabel cuts him off and is like, yes. We know you and Loretta are, but like, you're not. And Mabel goes to show Charles and Oliver the TikTok video on how she thinks Kimber possibly poisoned Ben. And it's with this like anti-aging serum and how it's supposed to be really good. And right as she's showing them, Kimber walks into Oliver's apartment and is like, oh my God, you're watching my video. I can get you on the waiting list for my serum. Um, it's she can't keep it on the shelves because since Ben became like an unofficial spokesperson, it's just been like flying. It's been flying off the shelves. Um, Oliver redirects them to Charles practicing his song for that particular scene and Oliver sets it. It's a constable at the end of his rope clinging to his sanity because he has to go and interrogate these three triplet babies. And they're babies. And there's three of them. So, like, how is he going to do it? And Charles says it's tricky. And, like, is it that fast? And Oliver's like, yeah, it's always been that fast. Shut up and do it. So Charles starts. And it seems to be going well. And Mabel is there watching him. Because she feels like, "I, I can't leave. I need to see this. And as he's doing it, he starts swearing. And then he kind of blacks out but it's not blacking out he's like whiting out because he's in a like a white room and he's wearing like a white suit and a white like bowler type hat and then he cuts back out and he's in reality but his pants are off he's sitting in a bassinet and he's holding like the baby dolls by their limbs and Howard storms out of the room. He's like, I need to call my therapist. And Oliver's like, yes, go call your therapist. Because apparently what they just saw was horrendous. Charles can't remember what happened. Um, His mind literally went blank. And he asks him, is he like dead? Is he dead on drugs? And his fellow actors, like Jonathan, Bobo, And Kimber mentioned the right, the white room, and it happens to actors. And Jonathan mentions it happens to specifically with actors with anxiety, especially stage actors, because it's live and in the moment. And usually when you do TV or movies, they can hit cut and you go back and redo it. And in this place, they can't. And so he just, they suggest he go and find his happy place and jonathan mentions a restaurant i think i forget what it was um howard comes back and he tells oliver he actually wasn't on the phone with his therapist he was on the phone with his cousin you know the one who works for uh state farm and if we see his cousin that works at, at state farm i want it to be the actor that plays jake from state farm in the commercials i think that would be great Uh, Mabel is just trying to recover from what she just saw, and um, she can't make eye contact with Charles, and Oliver agrees that it's just, it's really awkward, and it's, it's gonna take a minute. Charles asks, like, what he did, and they're both like, this is too soon, and we're not ready to talk about it. Again, they, they need a minute. Uh, Mabel redirects them, and is like, we need to get into Ben's dressing room. We need to see if That serum is there. And Oliver is like, we can't because it's locked. And Mabel's like, why? And he's like, because Howard actually has the keys to the theater. And like, it's going to be hard to get if he's not in the right mood. He won't give it to us. And Mabel is looking at Oliver like, bro, Howard works for you, right? So you like should be able to get the keys? Hypothetically, you know? Um, Howard kind of hears what they're saying as Oliver mentions that their relationship is a complicated, there are many layers and Howard is like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about me? Are you talking about the investigation? Cause if you're talking about the investigation, I need to know, I need to know. Um, Mabel redirects him and says like, um, I, I left a sweater there. Cause if you've noticed both Mabel and Howard, a lot of their costumes on the show are sweater heavy. And I'm wondering if that's why they like to film in like fall wintry weather because they can wear sweaters. Cause who doesn't love a good cozy sweater? Um, And Howard mentions he loves sweater. And Mabel goes, well, I left mine there. And he's like, let me guess, a fluffy number, vaguely shapeless, splashes of yellow and orange that have no business working, but somehow they work. He loves her sweaters. And she goes into detail like, yeah, and it's been there for so long and moths, what if moths get to it? What if moths chew holes into it? And he just, he gets so angry about the thought of a sweater being ruined that he like caves and gives them the keys and off to the theater they go. Charles is back at his apartment, and he's telling Joy what happened, and he just needs to find his happy place, and Joy tells him his happy place, you know, like, you love making omelets, you know, go make an omelet, and you'll relax and chill out, because his omelets are, like, so beautiful, they should almost be on the cover of, like, Breakfast Magazine, even though breakfast magazine doesn't exist it should um i would subscribe to it or yeah subscribe to it i would have a mail it to me whatever um charles agrees and he's like yeah i'll go make one and as he's preparing and cooking it he sings this song and he does it perfectly and he figures out that like he can do it he may not be mentally healthy but like as long as he's making an omelet and he sings a song it'll be fine it's okay um joy looks at him and like kind of grabs him by the face and says like you know she will look out for him like how she looked out for ben and you know she'll fuck anyone up for him and he's like what and she's like she keeps on going and finally she mentions how you know like Let's stop with the omelette, stop all this thinking. Let's go do that one move from the Kama Sutra, the antelope. and then she like starts making antelope noises and he's the look on his face is very concerned and I too am very concerned for Charles. He seems like a vanilla kind of guy for me. and based off of what we learned in season one with Jan, yeah. I would, he can't move his hips right. Yeah, that seems weird. Um, the opening night gift, um, they were all left behind in the theater. And Oliver compares to it smelling of like horror, like a horror film. And then Oliver, it hits Oliver. He's like, should I take Loretta to like a horror movie as our first date? My answer is no. Um, I'm not a big horror fan. I don't like horror movies, and if I'm going to watch them, it's from the comfort of my own home, so I can fast forward through the scary parts, because I don't want to get the shit scared out of me, but then I'll rewind and go back and watch it, because I know what happens. Again, I don't care about spoilers. Uh, Mabel goes to open Kimber's dressing room, and they see that she's in there, and they kind of scare each other, and so she offers them, you know, come sit down, have have some tea, And she's just in there, like, cutting labels. And Mabel, like, looks around and she sees all this stuff. And she asks if she lives there. Um, And Kimber tells her, no, I don't live here. I just, like, run my whole beauty empire from here. Just please don't tell Howard I made a copy of the keys. And um, when she offers, she offers them... um, like collagen powder but not for free she gives them a 20% discount because like girl gotta hustle Oliver is willing to take her up on it only if it helps him with his jowls I currently take a collagen powder um, I really like the brand I I use it's good for your hair skin and joint health it's good for your joints um, because I work out want to keep them joys uh, moving my trainer that i follow online she says she got this from another woman motion is lotion so the more you move your body the more your joints stay uh lotioned and the less likely they are to hurt you're welcome uh kimber sees mabel eyeing the serum and asked if ben used it religiously and kimber is like yeah and Mabel asks Kimber, is that the exact bottle that Ben was using? Mabel is just asking if that is the exact bottle Ben uses, because she probably wants to take it and get it tested to see if there's poison in it. Um, Charles enters the room. He's looking very flustered. And uh, he tells them he may smell of eggs. Kind of gross, but kind of same. I eat a lot of eggs as well. Um, Mabel tells Kimber that Charles suffers from many strokes so just like don't be alarmed with how he acts because she looks very alarmed um, they go out into the hall and Mabel and Oliver tell Charles like they didn't realize that Kimber would be there so they weren't expecting this this little dilemma and Mabel asks if they trust her and if they've ever to talk to someone her age and charles mentions that she has old lady energy and oliver's like yeah 72 maybe 75. um mabel is flattered but like she thinks she can handle it you know girl talk (laughs) charles and oliver give her a look like girl you sure you can do it like if you know you go do that and we'll we'll look in ben's you know dressing room and charles had brought along his lock pick to do that Uh, kimber enters the hallway and in that ad i thought they were in the arconia and she was living there but they're in the theater now and she asks if everything is all right and mabel looks at her and is like yes mama queen yes slay and kimber like is shaking her head and her body and going with it and she's like yes queen and they're all off on their different missions. Um, Kimber offers Mabel dog food. She says it's a hundred percent human grade and it's totally fine. Um Mabel smells it and is like, mm, maybe not," and puts it down. Her phone rings, and it's that same number again, and she ignores it, even though Kimber's like, "You can answer it." No, I'm all set. Uh, Kimber goes into saying how she has to hustle to make money in New York. And Mabel asks if she has a boyfriend. She's like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. And Kimber is looking into the mirror contemplating it as Mabel has brought that up. Charles and Oliver are picking the lock to get into Ben's dressing room. Charles is good at unlocking doors, even though Oliver like can't fully admit it. And they enter a dead man's dressing room. And in this dead man's dressing room, it's filled with dead flowers. And Charles looks around and he's like, wow, this cannot get any worse. And Oliver has walked in further and he sees something. And he's like, but it does. Kimber asks Mabel... If she assumed, like everyone else assumed, that um, she was sleeping with Ben, and Kimber goes on to say, like it's okay, you know, they have to get after the star, and she really wanted Ben to endorse her serum and almost say like he couldn't, he couldn't live without it, because anything would help, and like get that bag, baby and she was kind of like workshopping it. She brought out this like little slogan, like I might be a cobra in the movies, but in real life, I don't want to walk around with snakeskin. Mabel said that that's a good start. That's not the best. Um, He did promise to help her, but that was it. He was very like feminist forward, but it was all words, no work. Um, she sold his hanky on eBay for like a couple of bucks. She does feel guilty about it because it's the only thing she had from him, like had left from him. And Kimber goes on to mention he was so hard on himself and that on opening night he had like a red mark on his face and he was just freaking out about it and he like got someone to come in and cover it up and Mabel was asking about this this red mark. And Kimber is picking up her serum and she says she's drowning in it. So obviously it's not flying off the shelves. It's just uh, Vaseline and club soda mixed together in a really cute bottle. And we've all been duped by stuff in cute packaging. Don't tell me you haven't. We've all done it. Mabel wants to know more about that red mark and kimber just mentions she doesn't know who's who the person was that covered it up but whoever it was was like really good at their job charleston texts mabel to come to ben's dressing room because they have something to show her and the three of them are looking at his mirror and as it zooms in on the mirror we can see written in lipstick it says it has a picture like a very rudimentary picture of a pig And it says, fucking pig. And Mabel grabs some tissues and she picks up the lipstick and she's like wondering, whose is it? And Charles is like, obviously the killer. Uh, Oliver has a theory and his theory is that it's Goldie in the wardrobe because she is easily replaceable and it won't affect the show and it won't cost him a Tony because he is all about that which like yeah, he's he has a chance to do well and like why not uh, oliver and charles ask her if she got it as they like flee the room and she's like yeah i guess i have it and again she gets a text from this number and it turns out that number was cinda and she goes to meet her and they're talking face to face in cinda's new office old office i don't know and she mentions you know cinda's gone through such a nice transformation and cinda tells her it's all fake and you know she's put in her time pretty much she just did it for that and she's done all this work she even squatted over a mirror to celebrate her vulva That seems very Christy Teagan, who liked to steam her vagina. And, you know, she's again, she's put in her time. She just has two more weeks and then she can get back to what she loves. Murder. Uh, She offers Mabel some tea just to chat, just a little chit-chat. We get back to rehearsals. Charles's now attempting to sing a song and he's pretending to make an omelet as he sings and oliver stops him and is like what are you doing and howard is like are you whisking something and he said whisking he was emphasizing the in whisk and it was working but they stopped him and oliver tells him to put his hands behind his back he starts the song again, and we see the white room this time. He goes to look out the window, and there's a like an orange figure of the Statue of Liberty. We now see more screaming. His pants are on this time. And Oliver has mentioned he's never heard such filth. Howard is yelling that Tom is a Christian. Tom is the piano player. And, you know, tells him to go... F- Oliver tells him to go find a priest and to go pray. Um, He can't control the situation. And he asks Charles to step into his office. And Charles is telling Oliver, it's the song. And Oliver's like, I don't think it's the song. I think you're having such life changes. You know, Joy has moved in with you and you've been alone all this time and for so long. And Charles is like, I haven't been alone, but like he's been struggling because anytime he's had a woman live with him, she still had her own space. And they'd come together for a minute, but then he would just like go into his bathroom and wait for them to leave. And she's brought all her stuff with her, like 62 fish. And Oliver's like, wow, that's a lot of fish. And he tells Charles like i have something nice to say and they're both shocked and he says maybe you are who you are and that's enough and charles like kind of agrees and like shrugs it off like maybe some people are meant to be alone and like maybe he's one of them which is like kind of sad but um oliver says you know he can overcome his shortcomings And you know, Charles brings up like, you know, overcoming Oliver's big date and Oliver's like, fine, whatever. He grabs his phone. He texts Loretta dinner, question mark. We're now back with Cinda and she wants to go back into true crime and she wants to do it with Mabel as her partner and she would call it the bloody Mabel show and it would be produced by her. They would be partners and Mabel mentions she has partners and Cinda's like the old guys they're putting on a play that's gonna bomb and like what are you doing you know eventually at some point people are gonna stop keeling over at the Arconia and Bloody Mabel is feeling very like last season so we need to get on it to get on it if we're going to and, like, let's monetize on it. Let's make you some money. And Mabel's like, well, I, I might sell kombucha or, you know, open boxes on YouTube, you know, like a, a, a side hustle. And Cinda mentions that it did take Mabel a year to paint a wall. And with her offer, it would give her structure and a paycheck. And Mabel does mention that Cinda may need to come back, but she is in the middle of something. And Cinda looks at her and goes, Ben Glenroy. And she goes, of course it would fall into your lap, you lucky little bitch. And Mabel mentions her investigation hasn't gone very far, because the first lead kind of fizzled out. The stalker guy. And... You know, the guys have been a little distracted with their play, but like it works. And Cinda offers money and she has a zero and Mabel's like, no, she has another zero. Mabel turns it down. She has another one and Mabel's like, mm, maybe. Cinda tells her to think about it, but to think about it with that first zero, not the other ones. Maybe the other one, but don't go any higher, but to think about it. Charles is now with Joy and Joy is showing him a new treasure chest. She bought for her fish tank and he wants to talk with her. They've been living together now for 48 hours and, you know, Charles would mention how he would again, wait in the bathroom for the other person to leave. And Troy obviously compares them to fish and how it's gonna take a minute, but once that pH level hits the perfect perfect balance, everyone will thrive. And like, she has a point, it's only been 48 hours. He needs to give it a minute. And then it should level out. Hypothetically, it should level out, like she is right. Give it a minute before you say this isn't working, even though we all know it isn't working. Um he tries to talk to her and he goes on to his point and as he goes on to talk to her, he goes into the white room, and this time there are fish swimming around him. And when he comes out of his white room experience, apparently he's proposed to Joy. He doesn't remember. He's got like a like a, a pearl necklace around round his neck and his hair's disheveled. She's accepted. Oliver and Mabel walk in right as this happens. And Oliver says, "Oh, what a fun twist. And Mabel questioningly says, like, congrats. And, you know, a little confused. Doesn't know what's up. Uh, Joy sees the lipstick in Mabel's hand and takes it. And is like, oh my god, you found it. Thank you so much. Um, And... She takes it back and she's excited because she hates having an incomplete set of like lipsticks because she's a makeup artist and she puts it in and then she looks down at her hand and it almost, she almost looks a little conniving. And again, Charles is disheveled and he almost looks at the camera and then the screen goes black and we have her credits. Now, my guess at the end of episode four... I could see Joy being, she's obviously the woman that fixed his face and like covered up the red spot. I don't know if she called Ben a fucking pig or not, but maybe. And again, and I've brought this up before, it seems like the killers are always a jilted lover of someone. So season one, it was Jan who was dating Charles. Season two, I know it was Poppy. Poppy. Poppy was dating the detective, and they were kind of jilted lovers. But if we were going to link it to season two, Mabel thought it was possibly Alice who was getting the painting to help with her art career. So it could be Joy. And my motive behind Joy possibly killing Ben would be so Charles could get the limelight because she thinks he deserves it. You know, he still has it in him, and he needs to be the star that he once was. So I could see it being Joy. We're only on episode four. Episode five is coming. And that will probably... I think episode five is when they start to drop bigger clues that we pick up on. I'm trying to remember back to season one and two. I usually don't know who did it until, like, literally the end of episode nine. And then season ten is them coming together together. And getting the killer to admit it. I'm hoping in season, in not season five, it would be sick there were five seasons. In episode five, we see Detective Williams again. I've missed her and her banter with our trio. Maybe she'll bring along baby Keith and Oliver will sing to him again. Um, I would like to get more Cinda, more Flaubert, Tobert, whatever you want to call him. But I want more Detective Williams. My list of suspects would go Joy Loretta, then Kimber. If Kimber killed him, I do think it was an accident. But maybe the initial killing was Joy and then with Kimber? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Um I will post on Instagram, which is something dot about dot podcast. I'll post there. Put your comments there if you'd like. If you could please rate like and review wherever it is you listen to podcasts that would be amazing and share it with your friends who also watch the show um we're officially caught up now which is pretty great episode five will be out later this week so proud of myself so proud of us for getting this far and um thank you so much and have a great day night morning whenever you're listening to this okay bye